Alrighty, grab your Bibles, hold them up. This is my Bible. God's Holy Word. I can be what it wants me to be. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will not leave the same. All right, Philippians chapter number three. We'll get there in just a second. Starting our new series. Again, everything this year has been about ownership. So, the uh, but ownership of priorities. Ownership of priorities. I ran across this statement. I don't know if you want to call it a definition, but something. Ownership. A God-given responsibility with accountability. God-given responsibility with accountability. In Matthew chapter number 25, we probably have the uh, most famous, when, I, when we're talking about ownership, accountability, responsibility. Remember, he, he, Master has the three servants. Here's your ten talents. Here's your five talents. Here's your one talent. I'm sorry, I messed that up. Here's your five talents. Here's your two talents. Here's your one talent. I got the total. And the first one got five, made five. <coughs> Wonderful. The second one got two, made two. So he's got a total of four. Wonderful. The last one didn't, didn't do as well. But can I tell you, it, whether, whether or not you, you start with the five or you start with the one is not the point of the story. Whether, whether you gave 57 cents or where, whether you gave $57 million, it's not the point. It's not the point. You, <laughs> the point is, is that you did something with it. You, whatever God gave you, you took responsibility for you took ownership. I mean, he called the, the last servant, I mean, essentially, he said, you're, you're lazy. You're lazy. Last night, Michigan was on late. I don't know why they've got so many late games this year. It's ridiculous. But football season's going on. And I don't know, I, I don't know about you, but probably the one thing that really irritates me, and it doesn't really matter. Guy runs, you know, he, he, guy runs for 99 yards and then fumbles the ball because he celebrates too early. It didn't really take his priorities very seriously. When I was in high school, we, we had a, a decent, I mean, the guy was decently fast. He was strong, decently built. So he was a good running back, except for one thing. The dude had butterfingers. He couldn't, couldn't hang on to the ball for anything. The coach gave him the ball and his he told, the, he told the entire student body, so-and-so is going to carry a football to class. It's part of his homework for practice. 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, he had to carry it with him all the time. And it was the entire student body's responsibility, anytime they saw him, was to try and knock the football out of his arm. Can I tell you what? He learned how to hang on to a football. Why? They, they had to threaten him. The refs had to threaten him. He was not giving up the football anymore. Why? Because he took ownership of his responsibility. Listen, when that quarterback hands that running back the football, it's his responsibility to hang on to it. And you better take ownership of it. Philippians chapter number 3. Verse number eight. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made comfortable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I would follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of, the, of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, Reaching forth unto those things which are before it, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you as we get ready to hear from you, Lord. Again, we just pray that you'd be honored, that you'd be glorified, that we would be encouraged, that we would be edified in our time together. Bless the fellowship afterwards, Lord, as we... Enjoy our time together, just a sanctuary from the cares of this world. The, it can be very burdensome living in the world, of the world, Lord. So we just pray that you'd give us the strength this week that we need to carry on for you. We ask these things, your name, amen. If we're going to take ownership of our, prior, our priorities, and you're going to say, this is, well, no, duh. You're going to have to embrace our priorities. You're going to, we're going to have to embrace our priorities. And we're, we're going to get to this in just a second, but can I just be honest with you? Most people, and unfortunately most Christians, have their, their priorities out of whack. They have their priorities all messed up. But the first thing we have to do is we have to embrace our priorities. 1 Corinthians 10 says what? Whatsoever you do, eat, drink, whatever, it doesn't matter. Do all to the glory of God. Romans 8. All things work together for good. Again, not everything is good. 
Listen there. <laughs> Bad things have happened. But everything works together for good. But so many times we forget the last part of that. To those that love God. To those that are called according to his purpose. Listen, I said, I, 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 I'm no, not that smart. But I would hate to think that everything, everything that's supposed to work together for good doesn't simply because I'm not called according to his purpose. Because that, that, that promise isn't given to the lost. Listen, if you're lost, I hate to break it to you, but not everything works together for good if you're not saved. Listen, if you're not called according to his purpose, if you don't love God, Do we really, truly, would we say we do love God? But do we really? Listen. It's for our benefit to love God. God isn't some, you know, ogre up there trying to make it. Listen, why? Because it, God says, listen, if you don't love me the way that you're supposed to, then those bad things that should work together for good, we're not going to. We have to take ownership of our priorities. We have to embrace them. I have no idea why. When we get to heaven, it's one of those questions that I'm sure aren't that important, but eventually we'll get around to. Do you ever wonder why God put men, men in charge? Listen, we, I, I, I'm a man. I realize that. We, we mess things up. This is, if we're, I mess things up. I'm human. I make mistakes. Mess things up. But you know what? I got to take, I have to take ownership. I have to embrace the fact that God said you're the, you're the head of the house. You have no idea how much I'd rather let somebody else do it. Listen, I don't have a responsibility. I hardly keep myself straight, let alone a wife. Kids. I just found out I got another kid this week. There's, we have two Coltons, believe it or not. And Kendra will tell you the story after church if you want to know it. But I've got, I, know the I got four, I don't need a five. As Justice says, there's already too many kids in this family. I don't want it. Unfortunately, God says, too bad. Too bad. You're stuck. For whatever reason, God says, you can be in charge of church, too. I don't want to. Too bad. Listen, you've got to take, embrace the fact that there are priorities in your life and you've got to take ownership of them whether you want to or not, it's too late. Matthew chapter number six, seek ye first. The kids should know this one. It's, we sing it on Sunday night. Seek ye first, kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you.
priorities. What's our priorities? To become more like Christ, to become more pleasing to him. Paul said, pressing on towards the goal, the prize, the high calling. Luke chapter number 10, we have the story of Mary and Martha. Again, I, for the most part, I think we're fairly familiar with it, but Jesus is coming. Martha's, you know, her OCD type A personality kicks in and she's got to make sure everything's done and exactly right and she's busy. I mean, she's busy cleaning, she's busy cooking, she's busy, you know, gathering the coats and entertaining and, and taking the kids to the restroom. And I mean, the party is going on and, and she finally realizes, wait a second, I'm doing everything. Where's one of those times where, you know, you, 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 you love your sister, but you don't. Where's, where's she at? Why is stuck making me do everything? And it gets to the point where Martha goes to Jesus. She didn't even go to Mary. She goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, will you make her do what she's supposed to do? Listen, there's so many sermons that we can get out of that. Listen, you can't make, even God can't make you do what you want to do. Why? Because he gave you a free will. But that, that's besides the point. Jesus says, Mary, or Martha, Martha, what? you're worried. You're burdened. You're overloaded. You're not always, always going to have me, Martha. Mary realizes that. See, to the, to the outside worrying world, Mary's just sitting here not doing anything. Listening to Jesus talk. Martha's running around. To the outside world, it, Mary looks lazy. It looks like Mary doesn't have her priorities straight, but Jesus says, no, it's Martha that doesn't have her priorities straight. Martha, I, I appreciate everything you want to do for me. But listen, making me a, a, a fancy meal is not that important. Making sure your house is clean for me isn't that important. Making sure everything's put away. Really, in the long run, it doesn't matter that much. Martha, you've got to get your priorities straight. So if we're going to get our priorities straight, we're going to have to organize. We're going to have to organize. See, too many times we're juggling too much. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this or not. I, not new to me. What's the most important priority in your life? 
Do we say, God, make sure wrong size jar. <laughs> We're not getting that out, are we? We, we got to get God in there. Even if we got to force him in. <laughs> but get God in there. Sure. Then we've got to, well, we ought to take care of our family. Probably take care of church. Friends, relationships. Other things. the stuff that we get burdened about. seen this illustration, I'm supposed to get sand and water, but I just figured that meant too much of a mess, right? <laughs> well, the question is, is it you, yeah. use my Michigan jar. We'll turn around. Now, could I have ever got, if, would have I been able to get everything in there that I should have gotten in there? Had I put all the little stuff in first? when you have a family reunion going on in this church tonight. What do you do? Well, they, they want me to work overtime at, at, at work. And it's, I'm not talking about main. I'm talking, it's, it's optional. I have the choice. But I, I, I miss church service. I'm just too tired. <laughs> I've been running around all day. I mean, it's, it's Sunday morning. I got to get up way too stinking early. I got to come to church. And, and then, you know, got to take the wife out to eat. And, and then got to run and do errands because it's my only day off. And, and I'm, I'm just way too tired. And so I'm not going to come back on Sunday night. Can I tell you your priorities are off? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. Work all day on Wednesday, I, I can't come. Priorities are off. You didn't put God in first. Isn't it? You probably didn't even put your family in next. Because I, I, if, if you're, you're not going to raise your family in church... You're just asking for, I'm just being honest with you. I'm not trying to be me. I'm not trying to pick on anybody. But you're just asking for trouble. (laughs) 
What did Jesus say? I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? Forget the way, forget the life, but let's just focus on the truth for a second. This is the only, Bible is the only truth in the world. Historically speaking, for 6,000 years, they thought the world was flat, and yet if they just read their Bible, the Bible would have told them it was a sphere. Well, the earth revolves around the, or everything revolves around the earth. Go read your Bible. The Bible says that the sun is the center of the universe. Truth. And I'm talking about scientific, practical. But the only place for thousands of years that you could find the truth was in the house of God. And yet today we think we're better off without it. Gotta make sure our priorities are straight. Listen, I, I understand we all want to make a better life for our kids than what we had. But do we have our priorities straight? See, making sure that they, they have the newest iPhone and the newest Nintendo and you know they it's not got to work 60, 80, 90 hours a week. Listen, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't work hard. What I'm saying is do we have our priorities straight? Psalms chapter number one. Psalms chapter number one, verse number two. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Listen to you, we're talking about making sure we've got our priorities right. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy, do you delight meditating in the law of the Lord? What's that talking about? Talking about the Bible. I gotta get up. I gotta. I mean, in my Bible reading schedule, I gotta read three chapters, and so you know. And I, really? I don't care if you only read one verse. Or do you enjoy it? Listen, there, there are times when it look one verse is good. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that in, in some sect. Like, there's a, just a lot in there. And I get a lot out of it. Just one verse. That's it. Think about it all day. Listen, it's not, again, it's not about the amount. It's about the fact that you enjoy it. Too many times that magic checklist pops up again, doesn't it? Bible reading, three chapters. Done. I told them, I told them in, in Sunday school, one of the things they told us in Bible college was this. Listen, you can give people a hundred truths every time you stand up, but if they don't me remember one of them, it would not have been good. Mm -hmm. Read the book. But if you don't, thy word 
have I hid in my heart? Because you read all you want. And, it, and I'm not saying that it's not any good because it does do you some good. Stick a calendar underneath a running sink. I realize the calendar doesn't hold any water, but it is cleaner. But let's just be honest for a second. If you're going to cook anything, you need some standing water. Do you have a personal relationship with God? Listen, I don't. It's, it's a good thing Michigan pulled out last night. Otherwise, yesterday would have just been a bad day. I don't. I don't know how people can. I don't know how people can do it. Yes, I'm. I'm speaking somewhat facetiously. Kinder had to take justice to the eye doctor. Didn't see it. Check his eyes. Make sure they're okay. Because he's getting to that age where it might not be. People. I don't. I don't see. I. I, I really. I can't function. I don't know how to function in society anymore. I don't know how. It, it, it can get... Why? Because this world's not my home. I realize, Lord, I have to be in the world, but one thing's for sure, I'm not of it. I don't know. Listen, and if you're relying on Sunday morning only to get you through the week, I don't understand it. And I'm just being honest with you. I don't think you... You're not a healthy Christian. Do we have a personal relationship with God? Our family relationship. We'll get to it in just a second, but you, the other one, it's the next point, if you want to skip ahead. But you know, God's, God only created two institutions in this entire world. He created the family, and He created the church. So I'm just I'm just being honest with you. After God, family and church are the next two most important things to God. He created us. He created the family and he created church. Again, working again, provide for your family, but working 90 hours a week is not taking care of your family. If you're working 90 hours a week, every week of your life, for 25, 34, however long, it's just, it's, I'm just being honest, realize sometimes you have to. You got to do what you got to do temporarily. Like I said, you can do anything for a year. So my dad always told me, listen, do you got your priorities right? Listen, dad, dad's never around. Go, go ask some kids, adults now. Whose kids were never around, and I'm and I'm not talking about ones that are dead or in jail or I'm talking about ones that yeah they just was always busy, always working, bringing home the paycheck. They they hate their dad. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not, try, <laughs> not trying to pull any punches. He's over there. He doesn't love me. 
You know, in the dad's mind, well, you know, I'm providing for a better life for my kids than, than I ever had. And that's a wonderful, I mean, that's a wonderful goal, but you're not accomplishing it. He said, I read a quote this past week. I don't know if you guys saw it. But listen, the greatest fallacy that has been pulled on modern society is this, that we are better off when every morning we go off to places that we really don't want to go off to and spend separate time for one another. Why do I go off to work? Who really, who likes to go to work? Kids gotta go to school. I realize girls are weird, but go ask a boy if he likes to go to school. He's not a boy that likes to go to school. Ridiculous. But our society is better off because we get to spend time apart doing activities that we really don't like to do. Why? Because our priorities are messed up. We think that we got to go get a six-figure job and have a whole bunch of letters after our last name. Matthew chapter number 16. Verse number 17, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjonas, for flesh and breath hath not revealed it unto thee, but thy Father, which art in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Your priorities to church. Most people think this is church. When in reality, at the very least, it's this. It might be even more important than this. When you start treating church like this, our priorities are messed up. Well, if you know I got nothing better going on, I'll come to church. Okay, let's, let's go down that road for a second. What's better than being able to spend time with God? What's better than being able to have fellowship of people who hopefully think the same way you do on the important spiritual things of life? I got nothing better to do. Listen, if you really believe that you had nothing better to do, you'd be here. What, what you're saying is, is that my, my sleep is more important than God. My fun time is more important than God. What's the first commandment with promise, by the way? Thou shalt not have any other gods before. They are... Priorities are messed 
and it, it's so prevalent and it's it honestly it's annoying to me because it's so prevalent inside of Christianity we've got the world's way of thinking we brought it into the church listen Jesus said all powerful God says I'm going to build my church and hell can't do anything about it Listen, you don't want the devil to get your family make sure they're in church. Listen, you don't want the, the devil to get, get your job, make sure your job's in church. Everything. Make sure everything is in church and the devil can't touch it. Yeah, you know, there's Bible colleges that won't put themselves underneath a local church. <laughs> Bible colleges. I mean, people, I mean, people that are probably in a lot more intellectual than me, and I'm looking at them saying, you are stupid. Get yourself underneath the protection of God. But we got this, with the rules way of thinking, and you know, we got to have a board of directors, and listen, his way isn't our way. His thoughts aren't our thoughts. He's smarter than you and me. Do we have our priorities straight? Look at Colossians chapter number three. Verse number 22. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eyesight as man-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. What about our work? Listen, I'm not trying to think that work isn't important. Work is important. That idiot boss that you have, yep. He's an idiot. He's human, we're all idiots. But listen, you're not working... For him, you're working for God. I will be a testimony to him. Listen, I will. I, I'll never forget. I got a job at at, um, at a DHL hub in Indianapolis, driving forklift, making sure that pallets got to the right place to get to their destination, and all that good stuff. And I only, I don't know, I might have been there a week. Important guy starts walking towards me. You can tell he's important because he was, who wears a, you know, $3,000 suit to a factory or warehouse, right? Makes me stop the forklift. And I just wanted to introduce myself. I'm the union rep. And I needed to have a talk with you. You're, you're working too hard. You're making everybody look bad. Listen, and, and, and I, I'm not I'm trying to praise myself. I'm not trying to do anything. Listen, I, I wasn't working that hard. Listen, I wasn't doing above and beyond. I was literally doing the bare minimum. I was doing what they told me to do, and I wouldn't do anything more. But you're working too hard. Listen, 
They told me that they, that these pallets had to get loaded on this truck. So that's all I'm doing. I realized it's taking me a minute or two to load a pallet as opposed to, you know, 15 minutes like it took everybody else to load a pallet. Why? Mr. Union Rep, Mr. President of DHL, I ain't working for you. I realize you might be paying my, well, paying my school bill. I wasn't getting any of the money. What? We got our priorities right. Matthew chapter number five. Verse number 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What about our work to our community. Listen, it's, it's wonderful to volunteer at the soup kitchen and pick up trash at the parks and on and on and on and on and on. Listen, there's nothing wrong with those things. Listen, we hand out water bottles at, at community events. Listen, why are you doing those things? Hopefully you've got it figured out that as we go down this list they get less and less important. Listen, there's there's priorities, but there's really important priorities. And listen, don't you don't you dare sacrifice your family because you're serving the community. Your family is more important than the community. That's right. No. Don't you dare sacrifice family because you're serving the church. And vice versa. Do we have our priorities right? You're really going to love this one. It's Yes, it, it's a priority. Look at Mark chapter number 6. Mark chapter number 6. Sometimes we forget that this is a priority. Verse number 31. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there, there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. Rest. Rest is a priority. I didn't say lazy. Listen, rest. You can go 100 miles an hour for as long as you want, but eventually, what do you say, it burns the candle at both ends. Listen, if you don't, if you don't clear your head, you're going to get yourself in trouble. But they, we make bad decisions when we find ourselves in desperation. And if you don't rest, you're mentally going to be in desperation. Listen, we, this happens to me, well, not as much as it used to, but it used to happen to me a, a, a lot. I hate stopping in the middle of something. I, I, I'll, I would rather work through lunch than stop, eat, and then go back to work. Because once I stop, I ain't going back to work. I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate it. Despised it with passion. 
But I realize that I have to do it, so I'm not going to stop in the middle and then go back to it. Just let me get it done, and then I can just be done with it. You know, the, the one, the second most annoying thing to me is going to bed. I hate going to bed. I want to go to bed. Too much to do. I got stuff to get done. You know what the most annoying thing in the world to me is? Getting up. I don't want to get up. There's too much to do. But listen, sometimes you got to stop and get a rest. You work all day. You don't stop for lunch. Then your body finally realizes that you didn't eat all day, so what do you do? Well, they eight, six, seven, eight, nine o'clock, whatever time it is, you drive through McDonald's and get a Big Mac. That's healthy. So if you don't stop and take a break every once in a while, you make bad decisions. See what what what, what happens when uh, when do you do you work twelve hour shifts? And then so she works a twelve hour shift and then someone calls in and so she's gotta cover their twelve hour shift. But then she's gotta work her twelve hour shift that she's supposed to work the next day. Sooner or later, this is gone. This turns off. And when this turns off, she, the nurse, she makes a mistake. It's it's not gonna be good. Well, you gotta take a break every once in a while. Rest. You got to make sure that rest is a priority. Otherwise, we're going to get ourselves in, in trouble. Ephesians chapter number five. How do we know if we have our priorities in the right order? Ephesians chapter number five. I told you that God obviously created us, but then he created the two institutions that he created was family and church. Too many times we, we think that, well, I got to choose my family or I got to choose church. You've probably heard this, but what? Priorities... Never conflict. So I, I would, I, I'm not trying to say that. Generally speaking, they're pretty much the same importance and very, very, very important. Church and family. Ephesians chapter number five, verse number 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what is the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, where is in the excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. How do you know that you've got your priorities right? Can I tell you that's why the number one priority is make sure that you've got God and that you have a relationship with Him? Why? Because He'll let you know. So you, you can read books and you can get advice and you can come to church and 
listening to me yammer on, but the truth of the matter is if you want to know if you've got your priorities straight, and you can get wonderful advice from all of those places, but do you want to know that if you've got your priorities right for you, because listen, as we get further down the list, and we didn't do an exhaustive list, but as we get further down the list, listen, do you want to know what's higher on my priority list than what's higher on the modern's priority list? Kids. They're higher on the list. Because their kids are grown. Priorities can shuffle. Priorities can change. Now, yes, family's still important, but they, it changes a little bit as we get in different phases of life. So how do you know if you've got your priorities right? He'll tell you. He'll tell you. He said, don't be foolish. Let's just, let's just be honest. If the last year has taught us anything. There's a lot of smart people. People that think they're smart, but they're fools. Wear a mask. It'll keep the virus away. Get a shot. It'll keep the virus away. Listen, you know people. I know people. They wear a mask. They social distance. They got the... They got all three of their shots by now. And they still got it. You can, you can, you can, listen, I, they, Mr. Fauci, just be honest and tell us because we already know. You don't know how this thing spreads because I don't know how this thing spreads. Just be honest with us. Please. Because you're making yourself look like a fool. That's what the Bible says. You, you, you start acting and saying things and you get your priorities messed up and you'll just, you end up looking foolish. I found this one funny. I think I told Miss Linda on Wednesday night. Go home, research it out. Don't, don't. 47, 47 senators have invested Individual at least two and a half million dollars each in either Pfizer or Johnson and Johnson. There's only fifty senators. Forty-seven of them. You're telling me they don't have their priorities messed up? Listen, you're you're looking kind when we've got our priorities messed up. We end up looking foolish, looking silly. We've got to let the Holy Spirit control us. I know I've been saying it, and we'll end with it. End with this. Quit trying. Just quit trying. Just let the Holy Spirit do it. Jesus, go make Mary do what she's supposed to do. Can't. Do it. 
You just gotta let the Holy Spirit go. That's why you need to be in your Bible and praying. Because if we don't get our, if we don't take ownership of our priorities and if we don't get them in the right order, we're going to mess up our life. We're going to mess up other people's lives. I said, how many of, uh, I don't <laughs> grew up in a super strict legalistic church or family or whatever. And listen, there's all <laughs> Well-intentioned. Well-intentioned. But you can't make people. As much fun as it would be, listen. Norway Hans Christian Anderson, he added the name Christian after he sailed to Greenland, he got saved. And he bought, brought Christianity back to Norway. And we're talking, you know, a thousand years ago now. And he was, he was the Viking king. I mean, he was the head one. There was little ones over different areas. And he did everything in his power to make sure that they got saved. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, and some of them did. Some of them said they did, probably didn't. That's a different story, right? But some of them just flat said, no, I don't buy it. I'm not going to. So he had a feast and invited them all over to his castle. Excused himself in the middle of the meal, in the middle of the meal and burnt the castle to the ground, killing ever. And the only ones that were there were ones that refused to accept Jesus as their Savior. Listen. As much fun as that may be, can't do it. Just gotta let the Holy Spirit. And if we, ex and I know we, hopefully we understand, <laughs> if we expect the Holy Spirit to guide in that area, we've got to just let the Holy Spirit guide in everything. But you've got to have a relationship. If we're going to take our priorities, correctly. Let's pray. Lord, we come before you this morning and we're thankful that you allowed us to come and gather and worship.